Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Rainy Days with Tabs. I'm your host, Tabitha, and it's such a pleasure to have you here today. If this is your very first time listening, thank you. Thank you for your time. And if you are a returning listener, you know you got my heart, man. You mean the world to me, and it means the world that you are listening to me. You could be listening to anything. You could be anywhere doing whatever, but you're taking the time for me, and I really appreciate that. Um, You will hear in another two weeks, by the way, my episodes will be bi-weekly now for this season. Um, I don't have as much time, or I will not have as much time as I did last year in terms of putting out the episode every week. And so that is going to be a major change that I wanted you guys to know that the episodes will be bi-weekly. That's the schedule I know I can commit to. And um, you want to commit because when there is consistency, then you'll see progress. And so I wanted to be honest with myself about that time process. Uh, But once again, you will see another episode that will come out in two weeks that'll say that that was the first episode. And it was supposed to be, right? So I started the podcast January of 2021. And so January of 2022 was supposed to be like my official breaking out of like a new season, new episodes and what have you. I recorded an episode in January, which you'll hear, but it is now April the 28th of 2022. And I have not put it on an episode since. In the beginning, it was just feeling like I needed a break, you know, feeling like, you know, those couple of weeks from December to January just weren't enough for me. And like, you know, like, yeah, Tab, like, relax. And so I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to put out an episode in February. February comes, I don't put out an episode. March comes, I don't put out an episode. And finally, it's April. And I'm like, okay, Tab, like, something else happened, right? So at first, it was I needed a break. Then it turned into, why am I even doing this? It turned into, you're wasting your time. Nobody's listening to you. I'm going to try not to get emotional. Um, It turned into just, I mean, really just feeling like giving up. Really just feeling like, okay, like, there's no point of even doing this to have, like, maybe, you know, your time has come. Like maybe it was just supposed to be for a year and that's it. And I recorded something that I'll share with you now. Like, am I thinking I'm not enough because I'm looking at other people's successes and I'm realizing that I am not measuring up? Or do I think I'm not enough because I'm not enough to me? You know, like that it's like me against me or is it just me against others? I don't know. I feel like it's the latter. No, I feel like it's the first thing, which is just that it's me against others. It's me looking at where others are and discounting my own race for no reason. You know, like, they have years in the game. Like, they know what they're doing. Like, they are where they are because they have put time. I just don't want to feel like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to quit because I'm not, I guess, like, seeing success. I 
so one thing I kind of like hate and love about Instagram is like they give you insights once you become like a business owner. And I've checked that as of from January 1st to April 1st, I have only gained an average of 10 new followers. That's the average because from April 1st to January 1st, oh wait, I'm tripping. That was last year. That was this year. That's fine. That's normal, I guess. <laughs> I'm tripping. What I was trying to look up and I'm going to try to see if I can figure it out. <laughs> Sorry, I have to laugh at myself because I was really about to like have a moment. What I was going to say was I had an average of 10 followers and what it's showing is as if I gained 73 follower followers and then had 60 something um, unfollow. But what I failed to realize is that I did it from January 1st to April 1st of 2022 and not January 1st of 2021 through April 1st of 2022. You see, so I maybe it's both then. Maybe it's me comparing myself to other successes, but also just discounting myself. I'm so ready to quit. I'm looking for any reason to just be like, okay, that's it. Like there's a really big part of me. Oh God, I feel like I'm getting choked up. But there's just a really big part of me that just wants to just throw in the towel and be like, okay, I tried it. I tried it for a year. It was awesome. I'm done. I hope I made changes in people's life throughout this time. I hope people didn't feel alone and, you know, just kind of just drop it. And maybe I should pray about that. You know, like maybe I should see like, maybe that's what I'm supposed to do. Like, did I add on another year because I thought that that's what was expected of me? Like, I'm at this place where I'm wondering, like, why am I doing this? You know? And it's moments like that that you kind of have to go back to the drawing board. Go back to, go back to the blueprint and ask yourself, like, what made me start this to begin with? And are there still things that I am going through that have yet to be covered? And I'm sure, and I know there is, there's tons of things I haven't covered yet. There's tons of things in my life that I'm either going through or I've been through that I haven't even touched the surface on. And I know like there's going to be a time where that's going to be it. Like, okay, I won't like talk about every single little inconvenience, but I know like my time isn't done. I I can kind of feel it, but there is that other feeling of just kind of wanting to evaporate and I don't mean that like 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 suicidal ideation I just mean I just don't want to be on social media I don't want to be on Apple Podcasts I don't want to be on Spotify I don't want to be on YouTube I just want to be someone that people kind of see 
and be like, oh my God, I haven't seen you in years. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And like, just kind of like go away. Like, I just kind of want to diminish. And that all sounds super bad, but it sounds super negative. But I just kind of want to go back into my little hole. So before the podcast, on my social media, like as a personal page, I probably posted every six months, you know, like, and that was good for me. And I probably posted something. Okay. I posted every six months. And then the picture that I posted was a picture I took two months ago. So you still don't even know like what position I am in my life, like what I look like, what's going on. Like what I'm realizing is I think that just, man, I feel like my introvertness is being compromised. Like, like I'm no longer introverted. Like I, like I no longer have control over, I guess what I allow people to see, which isn't the truth. You know, I was talking to one of my friends yesterday and I was just sharing my heart about a couple of things. And he was like, you never even like told me this. And I'm like, really? I felt like I told you that. He's like, no, like you have a way of like sharing information so that it's, but like enough, like you share enough information where it's somewhat deep, but it's still so general because there's so much more like up that goes into that information. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't notice that I was doing that. Even to someone like I'm willing to share. Like I thought like I was sharing a lot. And what he made me realize is like I was sharing little to nothing. And I was okay with that. I've been okay with that. At first it was about, you know, nobody's listening. And then I realized, yo, when did I make this about me? When I first started the podcast... If you've listened to me, you know I didn't want to do it, right? Because I'm a private person. I wanted to keep a lot of my information to myself. Like, I made that very clear in the beginning that I felt like it was a God thing. I felt like it was something that God led me to do. And so I used to say all the time, whether it be in small conversations with my friends, um, I'm not sure if I mentioned it on the podcast, but I definitely always said to myself that I don't need many listeners. I don't need many people to come and support me. I just need to know that I have reached one person. One person walked away feeling like, wow, I needed that. I needed to know that someone could relate to me. I needed to know that I wasn't alone. Just like how I needed someone to know that, just how I needed to know that I wasn't alone December of 2019. That's how I wanted people to feel, that they weren't alone. And that changed. I made it about me. It's easy to do so. You know, when you're doing something, you know, every week at that point in time, you know, it's just like people are listening to me. I made it about me instead of making it about you guys, instead of making it about God, ultimately. I should have known that God called me to it. And so it didn't matter who was listening because he would always send someone to listen. Not to me for me, but he would send someone to listen for them. 
that my mission wasn't to make myself big up, wasn't to big up myself, wasn't to put myself on a pedestal, and it definitely wasn't to make me feel good about me. It was to be impactful. It was to change lives in the little, you know, in the little speck that I could. And when I started to think that having all of the numbers and having all of these supporters was more important than the message, it was easy for me to feel like, oh, nobody's listening. And what time revealed throughout these couple of months, whether it be in small conversations or just, you know, those of you that reached out and was like, we're kind of waiting on another episode tabs. And I'm like, what? Like, you actually want another episode? Like, I was really convinced that nobody cared. (laughs) I was really convinced that no one listened. And why that bothers me is that that shouldn't even be my thought process. That shouldn't even be something that concerns me, whether or not people are listening. I'm on a mission. I'm trying to do something. I am trying to make a little ripple in this big pond of people. I'm just trying to change one life at a time, not several lives at a time. Like just instead of focusing on the quality of my podcast, I was worrying about the quantity of people that were listening, thinking that more people listening would be that it's more impactful, but it wouldn't be as impactful if my message and my why wasn't consistent. I don't know if I'm making any sense. (laughs) I hope I am. But yeah, that was definitely, you know, something that I had to overcome. And um, I overcame that, right? I realized, yo, Tabs, this isn't for you. You want to make a change. Um, You got to do it well. And you got to stop worrying about who's listening. You do it for an audience of one. And I kept thinking that that audience of one was a person. But what God revealed to me was the audience of one was him. It was always him. He's the one who placed me here. He is the one who gave me the courage to pursue this and to pursue it well. And so the opinions of others should not be so heavy on me. Because then I started going down that rabbit hole of like, oh my God, what are people going to think? You know, what are they going to say? Like just really just caring about, God, I don't even know what. And so um, I called Wendy. If you've listened to my podcast, you know who Wendy is. And if this is your first time, Wendy is a big brother for me. He's not my actual brother, but he is a big brother. And um, so I called him just to, you know, get some advice from him. Dang, I thought you weren't going to answer. Why would I not answer? Uh, because it was taking so long. The phone was just ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing. Where you at? I'm home. Listen, I'm recording. And I need you to go ahead and repeat the advice you gave me the other day. As far as? Um, 
the part of me like just kind of freaking out about the podcast and like basically being scared about people's opinions. Like you said something like, um, I would have to take out the trash. Anything from my little sister. Oh my God, just hurry up and share. <laughs> oh, right now? Oh, you're recording right now? Yes. <laughs> no, it's audio. You don't have to take off your do-rag. Oh. Okay. Okay. I'll tell you that. I'll say that. Do you remember what you said? Of course. All I, I need to do is remind me. I remember everything. Okay. He told me. I told you. It's like, take it, put it like this. God will only give you burden that only you can handle. God wouldn't give you anybody else's burdens. When we take on other burdens, it's because of us. It's our fault because God didn't give us those burdens. It's like taking out the trash. We got the trash. But if we don't take the trash out, it's going to be more trash that's going to be piling on top of in the kitchen. It's going to take you longer for you to take it out. And it's just going to have some trash everywhere. And it's going to smell stink. But the moment you know you need to take the trash out, you need to take it out. Right. That's, and the that's, trash symbolizes people's opinions. Mm-hmm. People's opinions, the pressure of what you're going to, what, what, what this podcast is going to do for you. It's going to cause you to travel. It's going to cause you to be in certain positions where you have to, you know, it's like you're going to be in certain positions, but you have to understand these positions and these things that that's going to happen to you in your life. God appointed them there for you. So just trust all in God. Like if, if, you're, if you're just like, it's like you're facing pressure head on, but then instead of just saying, you know what, God, I'm good, but you're facing the pressure yourself, that you're mm-hmm. collecting garbage instead of just letting the garbage go. So, Right. I think we led into this conversation because I was asking you about like how it is for you when mm-hmm. you're doing ministry and for a long time I didn't want to acknowledge the podcast as a sort of ministry because just putting that word on it it makes it so heavy <laughs> it's like uh-uh I don't need that pressure <laughs> yeah, and, and it's crazy sometimes we you know just us breathing as a ministry because hmm. guess what Everything is from God. Like, you don't... This, scientists are still trying to figure out how the heck do we wake up every morning. Mm-hmm. Does God literally say, I want you to live today? So the fact that he wants you to live today, what are you going to do with it? So the moment you... Uh, ministry. The moment you go to sleep, Ministry. <laughs> you had to make the yawn noise. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, all right, that's enough. During my undergraduate degree, I had to do a discussion post. Our favorite things, right? Discussion post where you have to fake read, you know, whatever that person wrote and then like give a response like you actually read it and cared. Um, but this discussion post was interesting because we had to review, um, a children's book. It is called The Velveteen Rabbit. I don't know if many people have heard of it. I definitely didn't hear about it until having to do, having to complete this assignment. 
Um, pardon me if I look down, but the Velveteen Rabbit is about a stuffed rabbit that was given to a little boy as a Christmas gift. In the beginning, the little boy plays with the rabbit for a time, then forgets about him. Uh, when he's presented with modern and more, like, in nicer mechanical toys. The rabbit isn't friends with any of the other toys, other than the skin horse. The skin horse had lived longer in the nursery than any of the others. He was so old that his brown coat was bald in patches and showed the seams underneath, and most of the hairs in his tail had been pulled out to string bead necklaces. He was wise, for he had seen a long succession of mechanical toys arrive to boast and swagger and by and by break their mainsprings and pass away. He knew that they were only toys and would never turn into anything else. For nursery magic is very strange and wonderful, and only those playthings that are old and wise and experienced, like the skin horse, understand all about it. What is real? asked the rabbit one day. Does it mean having things that buzz inside you and a stick-out handle? Real isn't how you are made, said the skin horse. It's a thing that happens to you. When a child loves you for a long, long time, not just to play with, but really loves you, then you become real. Does it hurt? Mm, sometimes, for he was always truthful. When you are real, you don't mind being hurt. Does it happen all at once, like being wound up or bit by bit? It doesn't happen all at once. You become... It takes a long time. That's why it doesn't often happen to people who break easily or who have sharp edges or who have to be carefully kept. Generally, by the time you are real, most of your hair has been loved off and your eyes drop out and you get loose in the joints and very shabby. But these things don't matter at all because once you are real, you can't be ugly except to people who don't understand. I suppose you are real. Then he wished he had not said it, for he thought the skin horse might be sensitive, but the skin horse only smiled. The boy's uncle made me real. That was a great many years ago. But once you are real, you can't become unreal again. It lasts for always. <sighs> the rabbit sighed. He thought it would be a long time before this magic called real happened to him. He longed to become real, to know what it felt like. And yet, the idea of growing shabby and losing his eyes and whiskers was rather sad. He wished that he could become it without these uncomfortable things happening to him. My favorite line from The Velveteen Rabbit is when the skin horse tells Velveteen, real isn't how you're made. It's a thing that happens to you. I <laughs> remember like writing my discussion post on the Velveteen Rabbit and just thinking, oh my God, like sometimes we see the success of others and we envy it, not knowing all of the things that they have to go through in order to be real. Quote, unquote. And what I loved about 
the end of, you know, that video was when the Velveteen Rabbit was like, you know, I want to be real, but I don't want to go through all of these things. And that was something that I realized for myself. It's like, yeah, I want to be impactful. I want to make a change, but I don't want to have to go through listening to people's opinions. I don't want to have to go through hearing critics. I don't want to have to go through being worn out, being tired, um, feeling insufficient. I don't want to have to go through just everything that comes along with you know, making a change in the world. People are not going to believe in you. People are not going to feel like what you're saying is even useful. I've seen many people that like would say something that I feel like is super, super good. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so good. And you'll still have those people that'll come back and like be like, oh, this was stupid. I don't know why you said that. You know, you're, in, you're, you're whatever. They, they just talk so badly. And I had to question myself as to like, am I ready for this? Like, okay, here's a little snippet of that. So I put out a reel um, of a video I recorded in my time with God months ago. And so in this reel, I basically shared, I was sharing, you know, um, a moment with God where I was saying, God, you know, like, I thought we, you know, I thought we was on the same page. I don't want to be heartbroken again. Why is this happening? And... (laughs) The reel was one of my more successful reels in the sense of a lot of women related. I got a lot of, you know, comments, you know, saying like, wow, I felt like this last night. And it meant the world to me to see those comments because I was like, okay, like, that's awesome. Like, I'm so happy you found someone that could relate to you that you know that you're not alone. Uh, But it scared me. You know, I had a moment where I was like really terrified and I was terrified because I was like, wow, like more people having access to the real means more people are going to listen to my podcast, which means more people are going to judge me. (laughs) Just, just horrible thinking, horrible thinking. And just like, not only was it extremely pessimistic, it's hindering me. It's hindering me from just being authentic authentic and being myself because I just keep worrying myself about how other people are going to feel about me, which is what we all do in some way. We don't allow ourselves to be real. We don't allow ourselves to be authentic because people can sit there and judge us based off of our authenticity. But I mean, wouldn't it be better to be judged off of your authenticity than a fabricated version of you? So after re-watching The Velveteen Rabbit and just soaking in all of its messages, I asked myself two questions. And I also learned that this is what I'm learning. (laughs) I determined that this is what I'm learning in this season. I said, how do I want to be remembered? Is it for the flashy or is it for the real? I get caught up in trying to do reels because I'm like, okay, like if I do a nice reel, I'll get more people to listen to me. But it's like, does that matter if they're just going to keep scrolling and they gain nothing from it? It's not like, you know, I can create funny reels. I'm not that person. I wish I could, but it's just not me. Um, So I had to ask myself like the real question, like, you know, like, how do I want to be remembered? 
I also said, do I want to be known just to be known? Or do I really want to make an impact? It's been a couple years since Kobe has died. Um, I don't think I could ever forget Kobe's death because it was the day after my birthday. It was literally on a cruise. You know, we were all sitting in a hot tub and somebody like pulls up, you know, an article is like, oh my God, Kobe died, right? And people refer to him as a legend. This man has died, you know, a couple years ago and his death doesn't limit, it doesn't limit the impact that he made to many, many people. I love a quote that say that legends never die. Not saying that I would like to be a legend. I'm just saying I would like my message to supersede me. And the only way that it can supersede me is if I rely on God and stop relying on myself. If I run back to the person that placed me here to begin with. And if I stop worrying about how people will perceive me. When the only person that it matters how they perceive me is my God, my Savior, my friend. So I was fasting about, you know, starting the podcast again. And I was basically just sharing my heart with God. I was like, God, I don't know how I feel. So one of the things I've been doing recently that's like, it's, I don't know, it's been like a little spicy. It's like just spices up my spiritual life a little bit. And it is that I just close my Bible and I'm like, God, I need you to talk to me, say something to me. And then I'll just like open it randomly, right? I'll open it in a random page. I don't know. Like, I don't read my Bible enough. Like the physical, I more so I'm on the Bible app. But I'm saying that like in the sense of I don't know it enough, like where the pages are so that like I can know, okay, it's this book that I'm opening. Like, no, I'm really just going in blindly. Um, and so I remember that day I was fasting, I was talking to God, basically telling him how I felt and just, you know, having that fear of like, God, I don't know what people are going to say about me. And I'm like, why am I worrying about this? But we don't know why we worry about certain things, right? It just happens. I kid you not, I open my Bible and it falls on Isaiah 51. And the verse that I'd like to read to you, this for my verse for today, that I was just like, oh, okay, God, like, okay. So basically, it's Isaiah 51, verse 12 and 13. It says, I, yes, I am the one who comforts you. So why are you afraid of mere humans who wither like the grass and disappear? Yet you have forgotten the Lord, your creator, the one who stretched out the sky like a canopy and laid the foundations of the earth. Will you remain in constant dread of human oppressors? Will you continue to fear the anger of your enemies? Where is their fury and anger now? It is gone. I loved that. It was so comforting. With that being said, I'm going to do a quick prayer. Gracious Father, I thank you for a season two <laughs> of Rainy Days of Tabs. I don't think I could even explain in detail everything that I have felt from January until now. Only you know. You know the times I cried. You know every single emotion. I feel like there are things that I felt during that time that I still wasn't able to fully like explain in this episode. 
But I'm very grateful that you are a God that listens and you listen to every single word, just like you listen to every single word that my listeners pray. Thank you for reminding us that you care about us. You care about the little things and that you are willing to share and you're willing to give us insight into what it is that we're dealing with. I thank you for this season. I thank you for season one. And I pray that this season will be impactful, not because I said anything differently, not because I have a new gadget or whatever the case may be, but because I leaned on you and I relied on you to make the difference. You know your children, you know how to speak to them, and you know how to change their lives. I pray that you will do just that. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Welcome to season two of Rainy Days with Tabs. It does not rain always, but it's raining today. So please go stand in the rain. <laughs>